0: Welcome back to Bourbon Barrel Talk. I'm your host Scott Minton. Today we are sitting down with the Oppo Fanboy Josh himself. What's up? And Mister Toby Hatfield. Hey. Welcome back, brother. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> so today we are doing a tasting of a couple of different bourbons. One is is a recent release from a liquor barn. It is the Hancock's Reserve Single Barrel. And then uh, the other one we are drinking is going to be a Penelope Bourbon. And Penelope Bourbon is a uh, it's made in Lawrenceburg, Indiana, which tells me it's MGP, and it is bottled in Frankfort, Kentucky. Um, it is a four-grain whiskey, and it is a blend of three different mash bills that create the four-grain blend, and it says it's remarkably smooth, flavorful, and perfect sipping, neat, or in your favorite cocktail. So you
1: just referenced MGP. Yep. and Midwest I... Grain Products. Is that what it stands for? Yeah. Hmm. Okay, I didn't know that. You really didn't know that? No, I just called it MGP. There you go. Did I see that MGP recently announced they were purchasing Luxrow?
0: Actually, it's the opposite. Luxrow purchased MGP.
1: Oh, all right.
0: So Luxrow Distillery or Bourbon or Spirits Company out of St. Louis, Missouri, bought MGP. Okay.
2: Do you think they're going to continue to source the same way they do today? uh, So... Part of me says
0: yes, because MGP is... I mean, M- MGP theoretically is what the second largest bourbon producer in, in the country. I mean, they produce a ton of bourbon.
2: I think somebody said that they actually have more bottles on the shelf than all the other brands combined.
0: Probably. It's probably real damn close. Um, and then on top of that, um, Lux Row does have a lot of retired brands. Let me put it that way. So, you. Nobody heard of, you know, Old Tub until recently, right? Mm-hmm. Like, But that's a revitalized bottle. I mean, Old Tub was made years ago. They revitalized Not Luxrow, it. though, right? So Luxrow owns tons of old retired names like that. But they don't own Old Tub. No, they Tub. don't own Old Tub, no. Okay. But I'm, I'm saying there's lots of different things that Luxrow like, owns. That Rebel are, Yell. Yes, Rebel Yell, so retired things like that. So therefore, in that situation, I think that they're going to use some of that MGP stock or stockpile of bourbon to maybe revitalize some brands, and then start, you know, using that as a long-term blend or a long-term mash bill or whatever, because they have the capacity to use that, whether it's the seventy-one twenty, you know, seventy-one twenty-six or whatever mash bill on that um, MGP, and then they get no, it's twenty seventy-six twenty-one four or seventy-five twenty. That
1: math doesn't add up either. But
0: 21 twenty one four. We, we can give there the we go. Benefit of the doubt there. Seventy five twenty one four. And my dog's barking, so if anybody can hear that, I apologize. But who let the dog out? <laughs> woof 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 woof. So, uh, and I don't know what the mash bill is, but the other one is something thirty six and four. So I guess that's what sixty thirty six four. Is the other mash bill that MGP is so famous for? I digress. I
1: sent you bad. down a different direction than you rabbit were hole wanting. than I wanted to go. So I was gonna say rabbit hole, but that's whiskey. Okay. So I've tried to avoid saying that.
2: So. When we, when we talk about the Penelope, you said that it was a blend. So basically what you're saying is there's two different barrels. One has three grains. Another one has... It
0: actually says three different barrels. Or
2: three different barrels. And so the com- combination of those are four grains. So it's not that they distilled with four grain. Correct. It's corn, rye, wheat, and malted barley. Can you really call it four grain if you don't distill it with four grain when you're just mixing two grains and two grains and that are, happen to be different? Yes. Or...
1: I have no idea Toby Uh, Nor do I care
2: No it just seems like it's a uh, It
0: does seem like Somewhat like false advertising But it's really not I mean because you are blending If you're blending A similar amount of the wheat That you are with the rye Because corn has to be The main ingredient right? It has to be at least 51% So as long as you're blending In the other ones With similar amounts Then it shouldn't really Make a difference It's kind of like the question If the bear
1: shits in the woods And no one's out there To see it Did the bear really shit (laughs) The answer doesn't matter Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs>
0: all right so we digress <laughs> back to the penelope bourbon i'm going to talk about this i'm gonna let y'all get a sniff of it and all that good stuff and you tell me what you think and then i'll go in and take a try but it, it says on this one that it's uh, supposed to be like i said remarkably smooth and flavorful and there's all kinds of different tasting notes on here i'm not going to read those because i want to make sure i get my own notes first so
1: i think i'm getting some caramel or butterscotch out of this one and I could be a little off, but it's got a, a very pleasant nose to it for an eighty proof whiskey. Yeah, and we
0: and we chose the two whiskeys that we did today because they are both like super low proof; they're less than
1: ninety proof. Well, so. we chose one because it's good, and we yes. know that. And then this one you got because it's a new bottle you have here.
0: Kind of true, kind of true for sure. So, so this one, Toby, what what do you think, man? What's on the nose there?
2: It, it does definitely got a little sweet, sweet nose, a little caramel, but not too much there. So the be Penelope looks really light. It is super light, um, but the fragrance on this thing is it's it's
0: unique. Like I'm getting like some fruit notes, but uh, I I do pick up on the butterscotch you're talking about. And it might be that you you know gave me what is that the hint of persuasion or whatever.
1: I just told you what it was.
0: <laughs> That's a good possibility. But I'm getting like fruit, like maybe like apple or something like that. It it it's, it has yeah. a it has a very nice nose yes. to it. It, it, it almost reminds me a little bit of that Honey Orchard. Not quite as good or it's quite as fragrant. but
1: Blasphemy. <laughs>
0: I was about to say. I don't it's have. got a similar nose. It does. It really does.
1: Really, uh, You could get a an, an apple scent out of it, but I don't know. it's not quite as refreshing as the Honey Orchard.
0: So taste it and let, let me see what you all think, and then I'll get a chance to taste
1: it, and we can go from there. It doesn't have a whole lot of taste to it. It doesn't it's, have much. Yeah. It's light on taste. It's not bad. Smooth. There's no burn to it. Um, at 80 proof, you're not really going to get that. Yeah, I not It's it's super. Uh, the funny thing is, so
0: the the white fruit doesn't come through on the taste. It comes through more like a dark fruit. It's almost like a raisin or something that's in there, or a fig, something figgy figgy. Dark, It's not, ba- not bad. It's not bad, but it's 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 definitely very light. But I mean, we like I said, we were going for eighty proof. We knew what was going to go happen with that, so was well, one of those weird things. The dog is going ballistic today, so I don't know what's up with that. He usually doesn't do this. He so. wants
1: Penelope too,
0: evidently. So, so on this Penelope, like I said, I, I think it's I, I get some citrus off of it. You know, I don't really get the apple smell, but it, the taste from the smell. But it, it's it's definitely
1: very 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 light. I, I it's not a bad eighty proof whiskey, and it's it's not complex. And if you're comparing it to other eighty proof whiskeys. It's not bad. So
0: it says here on Aroma, you should get sweet buttercream, fresh apples, married with allspice, such as nutmeg and cinnamon. The palate is creamy, sweet, with a dance of almonds and vanilla, and finishes with hints of macadamia nuts and
1: subtle kisses of tangerine. I don't get any of that. (laughs) <laughs> the, the pizza rolls contaminated your palate, Toby.
2: Is that what it is? The yeah, gummy was, bears? The gummy bears. I bet it is rolls. the gummy <laughs> bears.
0: I only had one, so my, my, my palate's probably not messed up quite as
1: bad. But. Not, not a bad whiskey. It's a very light whiskey. It's uh, light in both flavor and color, not complex. It's not going to be something that you're going to pick up a wide array of tastes
0: Toby, what's Google say about Penelope? What's the cost point on this thing, man? And we'll, we'll keep talking about it while you're looking it up.
2: So one of the questions is, where did you get it from?
0: So this was one of uh, the Flavier exclusives, or exclusives, Flaviar, Flavier, whatever you want to say.
1: Have, um, have you, you seen it at Total Wine or Liquor Bar?
0: No, it's the first time I've actually ever seen this bottle. Um, but it's from Frankfort, Kentucky, so i got to believe it's distributed in the state of Kentucky. So it means it's probably at Total Wine or someplace. It's not Total Wine or anything, mm-hmm. so... I feel like I've
1: seen the brand before, but I've never bought one. I,
2: I, it looks, reminds me of like Penhook is what I, when I was oh, looking. Oh,
1: maybe that's it. Penhook has a very similar. Yeah, uh, Penhook
0: has all the horses on them, but the P is very big and pronounced in Penhook. And I think also uh, the shape of the bottle is almost identical. Of course, this is about as generic of a bottle as you can get for bourbon, right? I mean,
1: just about anybody that's sourcing a product is probably buying these, these bottles. I mean, let's be honest. I do buy whiskey because it's a sexy bottle on occasion.
0: What's the sexiest bottle?
1: Oh, I don't know. But Blanton's is a pretty bottle. It's a tater bottle. But um, is it sexy? I mean, that's that's fat. I, I like, like the eat, M10 eat, bottles. The Mixture's 10 bottles are nice and sleek. You uh, like your girls like a Blanton's bottle? Round at the bottom? <laughs> tiny at the Skinny
0: top? Skinny neck? <laughs> 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 All right. I'll see you guys later. So, <laughs>
2: so you got this because of the the the, prescri- uh, the subscription that you have out of the prescription yes.
0: yeah they send they send you one bottle a quarter and then they send you two sets of samples a quarter if you buy a quarterly so, so, you, so is that
1: th- is that the thing that you're supposed to only drink one bottle of whiskey per quarter i guess i don't know that's what So you, that's i'm an
0: overachiever you're <laughs> much an overachiever one bottle a week is definitely an overachiever <laughs>
1: <laughs> i was just wondering if that was like what the standard of drinking whiskey is one per quarter because otherwise i'm like i'm scoring that what is what's the sat score based on now 1600 so i'm getting like a 1600 here yeah
0: yeah it went, it went up to 3200 and then they brought it back down to 1600 yeah that's a long time ago for me yeah ours was 1600
2: back in the day mm-hmm. that was the top score you
0: could i get. certainly didn't get 1600 I told you what I got. It was pretty, pretty pathetic. So
2: see my question is though, um, is anybody, would anybody walk into a store and buy a light colored bourbon? That's 80 proof. That's probably somewhere in the $40 range, or is the only way you're going to try this and get this is some type of uh, subscription like you got.
1: I, I make stupid bourbon purchases all the time, just for the fun of it. Part of the, the enjoyment of trying something new, seeing what it is. I probably wouldn't buy an eighty-proof whiskey. But. So I have a theory behind this too, though. I I think this is for like Shelley going in, and
0: she's like, "Hey, I'm going to buy Toby a, a a a bottle of bourbon," and she sees this, and she's like, "Oh, Penelope," and then she looks at it and she goes, "Oh, it says four grain straight bourbon whiskey, um, and it's pretty, so I'll just pick it up because it will look nice in the cabinet." Okay. I mean, could you see that happening? No. 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 Shelly just wouldn't buy you bourbon.
2: No, she does, but um, I just don't see... I, she would pick up something that she already knows that I would want.
0: Gotcha. So she wouldn't just buy you something from her whim or anything like that. I don't know that anybody would do that. Yeah, my wife would. She, she likes to buy me stuff on a whim. I mean, she bought me the subscription. You know, She's but, like, hey, this is something the,
2: neat. This is neat, though, because you get to try different things and get to see different things. But um, I don't know anybody that... that that's a bourbon fan that would walk into a store and buy an 80 proof bourbon. I've done it. Probably,
0: probably not many, but there are definitely people that would buy an 80 proof just because maybe they want to buy something that they feel like would be more drink forward for maybe people that aren't necessarily bourbon drinkers, things like that. Okay. So it's like a gateway bourbon. Around the holidays,
1: (laughs) I was making cocktails uh, at a, a family event and when I was making these at home for myself, I was using 100-proof Old Forester, the signature Old Forester. But when I went to take them to a family member's house to make the same cocktail, I took the 86-proof. Because I knew they weren't going to want to drink a 100-proof whiskey cocktail. So this is something that you might want to do with, you know, this. You, you take it and enjoy it as a, a cocktail mix.
2: Yeah, but... The way that I would look at that, if I'm going to buy something for a cocktail, I would go get an Evan Williams bottle and bond for seventeen bucks. I mean, cheap. Old
0: Forrester eighty-six proof is not any more expensive than that. It's a little more. I mean, like twenty. I mean, what nineteen ninety-nine twenty? I mean, at eighteen to twenty-four dollars depending I, on where you're at. I, I saw one today for seventeen ninety-nine. So I mean, why wouldn't you, all good? You know. We digress. Let's go to the good whiskey. All right, good whiskey. <laughs> so the next one. How I, do you know
2: it's good? This is one of Josh's guessing?
0: favorite pours. <laughs> no, I, I've had this entire bottle before. Yeah. So, well, I'll let you tell the, tell the fans cuz a lot of people I saw aren't going to have the it. opportunity to try this because A, it's
1: a, it's a Liquor Barn exclusive. So, so you have in, to be in Kentucky to get it. And well, I think that's just the single barrel. I could be wrong, but Hancock's Reserve is a single in Kentucky is a single barrel. It's President's Hancock's Reserve or something official. Uh, But in Kentucky, Liquor Barn owns the rights to the single barrel Hancock Reserve. So have you ever seen a regular
0: bottle of Hancock's?
1: Because I I never have. I think outside of the state of Kentucky, they have them. Gotcha. But you're not going to find it here. And I didn't realize that until I went into Total Wine, I don't know, four months ago saying, hey, I always see Hancock's Reserve come out around November. When are you guys getting it? And the guy said, well, that's a Liquor Barn exclusive. I haven't seen any this year. So Total Wine was like, yeah, go somewhere else.
2: But this is... Um, so he almost told you to kiss his ass.
1: Nah, he said, why don't you go try one of these single barrels? And then I went and bought a Peerless single barrel bourbon. Ugh. It wasn't bad.
2: <laughs> I
1: just... I, I, it with all bad.
2: fairness,
0: I've tried about eight Peerless bottles, and I'm not finding one... Yet that has struck my fancy. None love, of them have been drain pours, but none of them have struck my
1: fancy. I like the one at Total Wine. It's not a bad and and it is a very sexy. Is it bottle. the Green Label Rye they, they, or is they, the no, standard it standard bourbon? It's red. The red. Okay. Yeah, they they definitely have a great bottle. And that thing is heavy. Mm-hmm. It bo- is it is definitely a heavy that bottle, bottle. Would like break a toe if you dropped it on it. Uh, but this Hancock's Reserve eighty eight point nine proof comes in a nice little uh, felt bag. I think it's felt or. Uh, crushed velvet some it is now (laughs) (laughs) you're so funny Uh, this is a buffalo trace brand of some sorts sort of yep um but it's an excellent low proof whiskey uh lots of complexity to it lots of flavor and it's not something you're gonna find on the regular but when it retails on the single barrel i thought they retailed for 45 bucks right do, do do we know what what this uh, mash bill falls under for the Buffalo Trace? I don't. I haven't looked. I haven't tatered it up. But I'm I'm guessing it is not one of their wheat mash bills. Well, I will look it up while you guys talk about the flavor notes. What do you think about it, Toby?
0: You give us your opinion. You you're 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 it's, in
2: here. It's awful viscousy. It's it's got a lot of viscosity. And what exactly is viscosity? I don't know. It just sticking to the glass. Whatever okay. that whatever causes it to do that. Toby has crazy
1: eyes. For those of you that can't see this, they are really crazy today.
2: Really?
0: Yes. Okay. It, it definitely has some legs on it. I'm looking to see if I
1: can find my favorite little wheel here that shows all the the products here. Oh, I don't think you're going to see this on the wheel, are you? I don't know. That's what I said. I'm looking to see if I can find it on the wheel. There's a wheel of bourbon out there for those of you that are unfamiliar with what Scott's referencing and it puts it on there, gives you kind of the, the range of mash bill, whether it's corn, ro- whether it's...
0: So Hancock's is mash bill too for Buffalo Trace, which means it falls under the same as Elmer T. Lee, Ancient Ancient Age, Blanton's, and Rock Hill Farms. So there's no wheat in this one? There's no wheat. It is the 12 to 15% rye blend. Okay. So...
1: And, and that's probably one of those reasons why I like it. I'm a, a no wheat fan, as you guys know. So yep yeah. good, so. good pour.
0: And it seems like, to me, you like Mashbill, 2 because yes. you're not a big fan of Mashbill 1. I'm not. I'm not the... Buffalo Trace you don't like. You don't like Stag. Stag is just damn
1: hot. Yeah, but
0: you, you've gotten used to the hot stuff.
1: Yeah, it's just hot I don't like. Just hot you don't like, huh? I like the old faux hot.
0: So this, this is... you know, I think this is... I forgot how good this pour
2: was. I really did. This is the first time I've tried this. Mm-hmm. It's very good. Yeah, no, It's a, it's an excellent pour for sure.
1: I did not make it over to Liquor Barn this year to pick up any when they did their release. They instantly hit secondary market, and I was just put off by the 125 $140 these bottles were going for secondary. But I have one unopened at my house from 2019. Which is what this is. Yeah, this is the 2019. It is not the 2020, I don't think. So, but it's a phenomenal it is. pour in the
0: nose on this thing. Like that's the one thing about this bourbon. Like when you get in there, I mean, this is just it's it's got a beautiful nose. It's delicate. It's got some dark fruit. It's got all those tobacco and caramel and vanillas to it. I just it's 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 got a fantastic nose on this on this
1: pour.
2: This is another thing that bugs the shit out of me. Is
1: well, let's <clears> let me go ahead and get the <throat> notepad out so I can add it to it.
2: Okay, so. It's a great pour, along with a lot of other Buffalo Trace products. How come you can't, I mean, why is it the only product that you can get from Buffalo Trace that you can go into the store today and buy, and you don't have to wait for a a release or something else, is standard Buffalo Trace? You can get Benchmark.
1: Benchmark 8, bro. Yeah. But you're right. You can get
0: Eagle Rare most of the places. Not anymore. It's getting harder and harder to find. I mean, it really is. And the I mean how so Buffalo not. Trace if you're not in the state of Kentucky is hard to find I mean it, it it's weird I mean I, I don't know if they've got some kind of weird you know supply and demand scheme where they're just like not releasing everything at one time or maybe may, maybe the demand is just that great for Buffalo Trace products that it's just harder to find.
2: yeah this is a great this is a great bottle and I've never tried it and I've tried a lot of stuff. It,
0: it is a good bottle. I, so. I'm really enjoying this one, so I may have to go home and open my bottle at home. So if it's it, if it's the it's got the same mash bill or a similar mash bill to Blantons, if you were going to this or Blantons, what would you buy?
1: This. I, I agree. agree. Yeah, I'm 100% with you. But I, I enjoy Blantons and I enjoy a good single barrel Blant they're all single barrel, but I enjoy a store pick. <laughs> Toby was about to go off on me. I enjoy <laughs> a, a unique Store pick because they're all they a are a little, little off, different. Yes, they're a little off flavor profile from your standard single but, barrels. But yes, Toby, they're all single barrels. I get it. Yeah. Uh, well,
0: but. I also think this: we have people in this market that know bourbon and they have good palates, and you can trust most of those places when you when you get a single barrel from them.
1: Yeah, the last pick I i was telling you guys before this i think i've only bought one bottle of a buffalo trace brand since COVID started and that was a store pick uh Blanton store pick from the pearl a silver dollar pick and you know it was a charity pick so whatever it was a good good bottle cracked it open the oh night save I got the west bottle feed the west feed the west yeah yeah so i opened it up the night i got home and it, good bottle i'd be interested to see if i go back to it tonight you know three, four weeks later or a month later, whatever it is, and see if it's really opened up. And those bottles are different because they don't really have the neck to it, like uh, a standard. No,
0: you have to get, you know, a good, you know, half inch deep into that bottle in order for it to really get that oxidation going. So Toby, so you, good
2: thing for you, you go a half inch deep. (laughs) (laughs) That's right. (laughs) That's about it.
1: (laughs) All right. So Toby, you like this one as opposed to the Penelope. I
2: I do. I, uh, Actually, I was going to steal it from Scott on the way out. So,
0: (laughs) (laughs) Toby's already been shopping here in my basement tonight. Is that a bottle of Hancock's in your pants, Toby? Or are you just happy to see Scott? (laughs) (laughs) He's always happy to see me. (laughs) Good gravy. So, uh, so today we had two good bourbons. The Penelope was, you know, a decent. Entry-level, you know, 80-proof bourbon. You probably get some people that you're trying to get introduced to bourbon. It would probably be good for that. Um, For your bourbon connoisseur, this is not the pick for you. Um, but the Hancock's, you know, this is a bourbon that anybody can enjoy, even you know, entry level, whatever. Just because the proof level is so low, but the, the the flavor complexity. I mean, this is just a it's a great pour. You know, if you if you see a Hancock single barrel out there, grab it. You know, even at secondary value, I, I can't say that it's not worth a hundred and twenty if OWA is worth a hundred. OWA is not worth 100. Well, I mean, I'm just saying, if, if you if you like OWA and you pay 100 for that, I don't know why you wouldn't pay 100 to 120 for this. See, That's what I'm saying.
2: The thing about this Hancock's is is the perfect example in which people always want to go with the higher proofs. They want the 110s, the 115s. And you can go with something with a lower proof and still have a great flavor. You, you actually sometimes get more flavor out of a lower proof just because the simple fact is
0: you're opening up some more of those notes that are hidden by the alcohol taste yeah you know but the thing is is that people want unique now right blended whiskey is not unique because of the fact that it's it's it when you blend something or batch something it should be a very consistent product that's why Woodford reserve will tell you they blend and batch their products is because they want the same flavor every single time you open a bottle of woodford they want you to know oh that's woodford reserve right when you do a single barrel, sometimes you want something. You want it because it's unique. It's all flavor profile. It gives you something that you've never tried before, or it reminds you of something that would be very similar. You know, So you really want those single barrels for that reason.
2: The problem with the single barrel to me. There's no problem with them. There's one major problem, and you, you'll appreciate this, is when it's gone, it's gone, and you're like, crap, I wish I had more. That's the only problem that I see with it. Yeah, I just have
1: FOMO, fear <laughs> of missing out. Fear of more options. I need more. Bring fear it. of
0: more options. You know, that's a great way to put FOMO in this situation. You do have a fear of having more options.
2: Yeah, I mean, because we were talking about some of these uh, um You were talking about the Old barrel. Forester
1: Honey Orchard, yeah. and Scott doesn't want to sell you one. And I don't blame him because it's a good bottle. However, I'm yet to have a bad bottle of Old Forester Single Barrel, regardless of the proof. But the Honey Orchard's pretty unique. Honey Orchard, Cherry Picker are probably
0: the top two 90 proof single barrels that I've ever had.
1: They're up there. I
0: pretty, mean, I, good. I, I can't think of any two that are better than those two. I mean, maybe you can come up with another one that would, you would put in the top two, but those are the two I would put at the top of they're the good.
1: 90 proofs. However, once I drink them, they're gone. I'll find something else I like.
0: Oh, absolutely. hundred percent. You know, you can't go wrong there. So, well, that's our reserve, our review for the day. Penelope bourbon go ahead and buy it you know put it in the in the, in the stockpile maybe uh, you can gateway somebody that doesn't drink bourbon by using that to to drink uh, the hancocks is it's great for anybody a uh, bourbon connoisseur to a beginner because it's low proof but it's got fantastic flavors notes everything else from those camar- uh, caramel i'm gonna say caramel for josh vanilla you know the the tobacco everything else that that comes with that flavor it's just a great flavor great pour overall so if you're looking for us you can find us on facebook instagram twitter all that good stuff you can also email us at bourbon at gmail.com um if you would if you don't mind go ahead and hit the subscribe button make sure you get every episode as they get released and uh make sure you share them with uh, other friends and family members let them know what your favorite bourbon podcast is or if they just ask you hey what, what what podcast do you listen to Make sure you, you mention old bourbon barrel talk because uh, I think everybody can find something useful out of what we're talking about. Even if they don't like bourbon, they can find out some maybe history or heritage because of some of the interviews we do with uh, local distilleries. So this is Scott, Josh, Toby signing off. Thanks.
2: Thanks.